Welcome to Limitless, the blind beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community, in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode is being released during National Volunteer Week in Canada. And in honor of that, we're talking about volunteering. And with me today are the Blind Beginnings staff, Leah DeChico and Rob Minot. Welcome. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on the podcast again. I'm excited to be here. Hello. It's nice to be back. Nice to have both of you. So maybe we should start by uh, reminding our listeners what our roles are at Blind Beginnings. So I will start. Uh, I have been the executive director and the founder of Blind Beginnings, uh, but actually we are moving into a co-leadership model at Blind Beginnings, which means that Leah and I will be leading the organization together and our roles will be clearly divided. So uh, my title is now Director of Programs and Community Engagement. Leah, how about you? Yeah, so my title is changing as well. Uh, From Director of Operations, I am now the Director of Finance and Administration. So we have no executive director. We are both half of an executive director. <laughs> we are leading together. We are equals. So this is a, a new a new move for Blind Beginnings and very exciting. It is really exciting. And it's a, it's a co-leadership model that I've seen a lot of not-for-profits move towards because I think there is an understanding out there that um, different people can bring their different expertise to the team. And yeah, I'm super excited. Well, I'm excited to announce my new position as executive director of Nice try. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, well, of course, uh, my name's Robin O, and I uh, have been and still am the uh, communications coordinator for Blind Beginnings. Although I do have to say that uh, I just uh, celebrated a, a big anniversary here this week. Uh, the big two years. So yes, did. I, I don't know what that is. Is that paper or is it plastic? I don't <laughs> donuts, know what that... Rob. It's donuts. It's donuts. It's the donut anniversary. Okay, well, great. I'll take it. <laughs> I hope year two through 10 is the donut uh, anniversary. I'll, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Congratulations on that anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. So I thought maybe we could talk about the different types of volunteers that we we all work with within our roles, because I think they're different. There's lots of there's lots of different ways that people volunteer at Blind Beginnings, and maybe some that might be surprising to some of our listeners. So of course, I there are program volunteers, um, things like people who come to help out at summer camp. We needed volunteer guides when we did do the grind blind and when we had our tandem cycling program, volunteers that helped with our craft committee, making crafts with the kids. Um, 
creating confidence volunteers. This is kind of an interesting one going shopping and helping kids and youth figure out what clothing looks good on them or giving them feedback on hairstyle and fashion and things like that is something that we use volunteers for or even body language and facial expressions. I imagine that would be a fun thing to volunteer for shopping for the day. I could do that. Yes, I think people do enjoy it. And we literally go to the mall and and the kids have to, you know, purchase things on their own independently and they get help to pick out outfits and try them on and figure out what feels good, what looks good um, and learn kind of how to ask for feedback on their appearance as well. So, yeah, it is a fun one. Yeah. You know, you know, it is really interesting that you know, I started at Blind Beginnings, I think, what, the first month of the pandemic. So it's weird. I've been at the organization for two years, and yet I've barely had any engagement with any volunteers because we really haven't had very many opportunities for to engage with volunteers other than, you know, sort of some of our virtual programs and, of course, the podcast. So it's it's kind of really interesting now that we're we're sort of starting to step out of COVID and and having some in-person events that uh, I'm for the first time. Yeah, that's a good point because everything I just said is not anything we've done in the last two years, but we do hope to return to these in-person programming. I mean, we are returning, fingers crossed. Um, So we will have summer camp this summer. We'll be looking for volunteers. We're doing a Creating Confidence program that will require some volunteers. Um, our youth leadership weekend is coming up and we sometimes need volunteer chaperones to stay overnight at the hotel and, you know, help guide when we're taking transit back and forth to and from restaurants and things like that, which is also a fun way to get involved. Um, we also have volunteers that help with childcare. So we just had a family retreat last weekend and, um, we have people come and help, look after the kids while the parents are, are getting some information and lecture kind of situations. Uh, sometimes we offer childcare during our in-person parent support groups or at our AGM. And I guess the other thing is the youth leader volunteers. So as part of our youth leadership program, the youth are expected to volunteer and they can do that in a variety of different ways. Um, doing presentations about blindness in their communities, being role models at our family programs like community discovery outings and summer camps, um, leading programs like the Harry Potter book club. Um, What about mentoring, Sean? Is that something that they can volunteer for to mentor the younger youth? Yeah, it is actually. And that's an important one. So now when new youth go through our youth leadership program, they're assigned a mentor, somebody who's been through the program for and been involved for a while that kind of helps them find their way and and figure out how to get involved and, and which roles are going to be meaningful to them. Can, can I just ask about a little bit about that? Because here you have you have previous program participants that are turning it around and then volunteering for the current program participants. And that's such a fascinating program. How did that come about? Well, partly because many of our youth leaders, just as they become young adults, they've wanted to stay around and give back. So 
you know, part of it was like, let's figure out a meaningful way that they can do that. But it's also feedback from some of the new youth who joined the program and floundered a little bit at first and weren't really sure how to get involved or how they could volunteer. So if you've never volunteered before, and you know we're in a meeting and I'm saying, well, we've got some upcoming opportunities. I need some youth to help with our Kids Connect program. And you're brand new, you might be thinking, well, I don't, I don't know what I bring. Like, I don't know how I could contribute, right? So feedback from those youth kind of helped us to realize that maybe providing that mentorship would make people feel more confident. And sometimes the mentor will come with the new youth to the first volunteer job so that you know they can sort of show them the ropes and and teach them by modeling how how you can be helpful in this situation i think that's really cool how old would you say these youth leader volunteers are approximately um so the youth leaders are are like 13 to 19 is when you can become a youth leader then the mentoring is generally the 19 and older right. so it, it ranges yeah right well, that's great. And I bet that's really great experience too. when they um, are looking for like future volunteer opportunities or employment or. Mm -hmm. What about you, Leah? What kind of volunteers do you use? Oh my gosh. Wow. We have a lot of volunteers um, that support with committees. So our board members are all volunteers and our board is comprised of adults who are blind, parents of children who are blind, and both of those groups can also be, you know, working professionals. And we have sighted community members from a wide range of professions. And we also have board-led standing committees. So those include our finance committee, our diversity committee, and our fundraising committee. Our fundraising committee is right now the fundraising committee because <laughs> we are planning our gala. So that committee puts on events like Trivia Night and our gala. And actually, our gala is coming up next week on April the 30th. And the committee's been really hard at work helping us put things together. And some of the things that this year's committee members have been working on um, are things like we have a couple of volunteers who've been working really, really hard with theme and decorating to make our growing potential theme come alive. And I'm really looking forward to and excited about what they're creating. Um, the committee also helps to bring in donations for our silent option. They help to secure sponsorships. And um, there are also ad hoc committees that the board supports with. So and this can be things like, you know, a couple of years back, we were doing a house feasibility study and the committee, a, a, a group of board members came together to form an ad hoc committee looking at that. Yeah, so that's the sort of committee and board volunteers. Um, we also have had knowledge philanthropists. And maybe for some listeners who may not be familiar with that term, the description of it is really engaging with someone who has expertise or talent in a specific area and they help to create a better world basically um, and we have had a couple of knowledge philanthropists work with us the last couple of years one was um and this was through an 
organization called Social Venture Partners Vancouver or SVP. And we had professionals guide us through our strategic planning process with the board. And we also had another professional guide us and assist us with our privacy policy. So those are a couple other volunteers that we engage with. And well, right now we have an office volunteer. Due to COVID, we've actually only really had a couple of office volunteers because we haven't been in the office much. We've only been in the office um, typically on Fridays as a staff, but we currently have an administrative volunteer who is fabulous. She's been helping us get the silent auction up and running. Um, and she has said how much she enjoys volunteering with us. Although, you know, sometimes I wonder and I feel a little bad because one of the tasks I gave her, one of the very first tasks was counting out 1,250 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she came back the following week, so it didn't scare her off. Sounds like a fair initiation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, the other, the other type of volunteers we have, well, for we have volunteers that are specific for events, like gala day of volunteers. As as you know, as you can imagine, it takes a lot of hands to set up and take down a, a, a large event like a gala. Um, as well as we have volunteers with specific skill set, like we have a volunteer DJ who's graciously donated um, their time and equipment for the night. So that's exciting. So yeah, really a wide, wide range of volunteers that I'm lucky enough to work with. I mean, I, I have to say that that's one of the things that I think that coming into the nonprofit world, because I, I came from sort of the, the retail marketing side. And one of the things that I don't think I ever really fully understood was just the real scope of, of volunteers within uh, an organization like Blind Beginnings. So um, like like the board of directors and, and all the committees. I mean, really, when I think of volunteers, I guess I always just thought of, oh, yeah, people that are running a booth or people who are helping run a program. I had no idea that like how how large of an impact volunteers have on even right down to the day to day operations of a nonprofit. And that really... I, I think, you know, we can't understate that that fact of just how important it is um, in that sense as well. True. And, you know, there are many charities and not-for-profits out there that are completely volunteer-led and run, that don't have paid staff. Wow. I mean, in the early days, you know, when it was me in my apartment <laughs> for the first <laughs> couple of years, I don't know what I would have done without volunteers. I had a volunteer board. I had, you know, a handful of a volunteer bookkeeper, uh, a grant writer initially started as a volunteer, um, a couple people that would help out with getting supplies for our programs, mainly my mom or my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. So is that a voluntold? <laughs> well, I never forced anybody, but yeah, I feel like they probably, maybe they didn't feel they had a choice. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it was very, very reliant on volunteers from the very beginning, really. Well, what what's your feel of it? Like, you know, without that volunteer base over the years, do you think that you could have possibly grown into what the organization is today? No way. 
No, definitely not. I think um, every step of the way, if, if I hadn't had board members to turn to with, you know, administrative experience, business experience, the bookkeeper alone, I, I would have floundered right off the bat. So I would, we would not be where we are if it wasn't for volunteers. Absolutely. And all the people that supported me and, and this mission really from the beginning. Well, I think that that's, that's really something to remember, like just the, the sheer um, scope of skills that an organization needs to tap into in order to be successful from things like, I don't know, building a website, graphic design, marketing, like all these things that, that a lot of these committee members bring to the table. Uh, you know, you just, no, no person possibly, not even you, Sean, could have all of those skills to be able to, to pull something like that off. Not even me. Not even you. <laughs> no, definitely not. And really, you know, I think that the biggest, the biggest, I don't know, this is, I don't even know if it's a skill. What I brought to the, to the whole thing was, was the passion and the drive and, and sort of the desire to make this happen. That was what I brought, but that's not going to get you there. You do need somebody who knows how to do the books. You need somebody who knows how to apply for fun funding, right? You need yeah. like, it's not just programs alone. Like maybe I could have run some programs, but I would have been out of pocket. So yeah, no, I, we, we need a lot of different expertise in a lot of different areas to make this successful. Sometimes though, the, the best volunteers have those same traits. Right. The passion, the connection, the desire. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, I can I can actually speak to, you know, another set of volunteers that that do help us that that I sort of interact with all the volunteers that help make this podcast possible uh, or that help us um, operate a blog that that um, rolls out content every few weeks. They're, they're so important to that process, too, because they're lending their voices to our mandate to sort of help shift you know, perspectives on blindness. So, you know, that includes, you know, a lot of the, the youth alumni, uh, a lot of the youth who've moved, moved through the programs and some. I mean, we do have some members uh, of our of our Limitless podcast committee that are, are you know, sort of currently in programs as well. So it really does sort of run the run the, the whole scope of, of ages there. But, you know, we certainly couldn't have, have gotten either of those things off the ground uh, without them as well. Absolutely. You know what it's making me think of a little bit, Rob, is just a, a, like a human library. All the people that have been on the podcast, all the people that have volunteered for our exploring, when we had our exploring work series right. and that, just people that are coming and sharing sharing their stories, sharing how they came to be and, and sharing their life experiences. I find that that's, that gives us such a, a breadth of understanding of human experience. I, I really love that piece. Yeah, and really it's not even them just donating something like time. They're actually donating you know, a part of themselves. They're opening themselves up to, to talk about their lived experiences. And you know, in a way, that's, that's a lot more valuable than, than time. Mm -hmm. for sure and and sometimes isn't easy to do nope yeah just to put this in perspective leah do you know how many volunteers we currently have oh on the hot seat am i <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna say approximately 50 
I don't have the exact number. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, approximately 50 volunteers. Today, we got another request. I connected with somebody else um, who is in a program at UBC who wants to volunteer and has a connection and is getting their master's degree in, help me out here, Sean. Is it to be a teacher of the visually impaired? Visually impaired, I believe it is, yes. And, you know, <laughs> we do get volunteers from kind of every every area, every, you know, diverse cultural backgrounds, and everybody has a different reason for, for wanting to volunteer. Um, so we do get a lot of requests, and we do have to be selective as well because, frankly, for some people, they are wanting to volunteer because they're trying to fulfill some other type of like required component, a required component of their job, a required component of their education. Um, so we do get a lot of requests for volunteers and that's increased quite a bit since COVID because there haven't been as many opportunities for people to volunteer. And so we do you know, we do have to be a little selective about who we bring in to volunteer. And we do have to ensure that they have, you know, the proper criminal record check and that they participate in the Blindness 101 workshop. And Sean, maybe you can talk a little bit more about the importance of that. Yeah, I mean, I people probably wonder, do you have to have experience working with people who are blind in order to volunteer at Blind Beginnings? And you don't. Uh, but you do have to go through a three-hour Blindness 101 workshop, and it really focuses on, it's an introduction to blindness, very basic stuff like what is Braille, and you know you, you get to do a little Braille activity, decode a message, um, talking about orientation and mobility, like different white canes and guide dogs and a brief overview of how that works. How do you, how do you guide somebody who's blind and you get to practice guiding? Uh, we talk about some of the social emotional aspects of blindness. Um, and then of course, just like, you know, the different ways you can volunteer within blind beginnings. But when people come to that orientation, I am kind of observing their comfort with me. So they're interacting with a blind person in through the orientation. And if they seem really uncomfortable, that is noticeable. I can tell um, if they're really, really quiet, that's probably not going to be a great fit for our kids because if we can't see you and we can't hear you, then we don't know you're there. Right, <laughs> so, right. yeah. So the, you know, personality, you need to be kind of a little bit outgoing. You need to be comfortable to walk up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Sean, what's your name and engage them in conversation. So I, I'm, those are, you know, that's what I'm looking for, for programs, for committees, it's not as important. So it sort of depends what, what kind of volunteer opportunity you're looking for, but I'm definitely checking, checking those things out. Right. Well, for committees and for boards, you know, we do look for different criteria from our volunteers, right? Mm -hmm. We, um, you know, the board in particular, it's important to have um, the, the, the correct composition and for, for committees as well, um, you know, something like the finance committee, it, we need people with some sort of finance understanding or background. Um, and the same thing with the diversity committee. We want to have diverse voices at the table. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, and the fundraising committee is is a little bit different. As I mentioned, there are people that are just, you know, volunteering the day off to set up an event. And there are other people on that fundraising committee that have, you know, been there a couple of years and are interested in, in um, you know, a variety of things from, from helping us find sponsorship to decorating. So and soliciting donations, things yeah. for the auction is something I think we could always use more volunteers helping us ask businesses to donate items and products. That's, uh, that's something we need every year. That's true. And for pretty much every event too, mm -hmm. yeah. we always have, you know, raffle prizes or door prizes or some type of, some type of fun prize. Can we give a shameless plug right now to the auction? That is, a, we have a virtual silent auction that will be running until April 30th. Let's yes. do it. Let's give a plug. <laughs> what the heck? I think I just did, but over 75 <laughs> donated fabulous items. Everything from a Canucks jersey, if you like hockey, to Ballet BC tickets, if you're more inclined towards the arts. There's also um, like gift certificates for Manny Petty and uh, different spa things. There's some art. There's, there's a quite, quite a wide range. People can just visit our website, blindbeginnings.ca, and, and find the link to that, right? That's right. Or they can text the word auction to 604-200-1842, and uh, they can uh, go right in and see what's available. So Good job, Rob. Yeah, Thank I'm you. impressed that you know the number off by heart. That's impressive. <laughs> it's burned so, into my memory after after many, many uh, email blasts. So you have to live in BC though, right? You do. Okay. So you have to live yeah. in BC, but you do not have to be at the gala to, to win. Um, and the auction is open until 9.30 p.m., on April 30th. So check that out. And and a big shout out to the volunteers who helped us gather all of those items. Definitely, yes. And to the volunteers that are working frantically to get everything ready for next Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's a big event. So talking about volunteering, Sean, Rob, have either of you done any volunteering? I think, Sean, you mentioned on a previous podcast that you did. I'm not yeah. sure, Rob. What about you? No, you know what? I was always... I was always really intimidated by volunteering when I was a when I was a teenager. Um, you know, everybody always says, "Oh, you know, volunteering is a, is a great is a great thing to do because you can put on your resume and you you can build skills." It's really just a great thing to do. And so, but I was always, yeah, I was always really intimidated. So I really didn't do a lot of volunteering. Not too late. No, never too late. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Although what we keep you pretty. Volunteers on the thirtieth. Yeah, where... How do you feel about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say we keep you pretty busy at Blind Beginnings. That's I don't right. know how much time you have for volunteering, but yeah. that's true. <laughs> I was. I used to volunteer a lot, and I think it definitely helped me find employment. I, you know, just sort of. Uh, it's a great way to prove your skills and especially when you are visually impaired and people may have some worries about how you're going to do things when they see how competent and capable you are and that you have the tools to do the job, then it alleviates some of those concerns. I would, over the last few years though, I, things have just been 
growing so much at Blind Beginnings and it it's very consuming of my time, but I feel like with this new co-leadership, maybe <laughs> I'll have a little more time to do some volunteering again. I've definitely been getting a little involved with my son's pack um, committee and, but yeah, it'd be fun to do something different mm. and give back in a different way. Leah, what, what volunteering have you done? Well, I've done a lot of volunteering over the years. Right now, unfortunately, Blind Beginning is, is keeping me, Blind Beginnings is keeping me very, very busy. So I don't really have the opportunity to volunteer right now, but I was a volunteer for 14 years, um, a very active volunteer within the Burnaby School District. Everything from, I was the secretary on the pack for many years. Um, I was the co-lead for the dry grad committee at the high school. That was a lot of fun, talking about organizing events. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the playground committee, and this is where the learning new skills comes in. I think that was the first time I ever learned how to apply for a gaming grant. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever gave any thought to what is needed to create an accessible playground. Um, And it really was one of the very first times that I did a significant amount of fundraising. So yeah, so that was really interesting. I've also done everything from, you know, act as a parent consultant with the Burnaby School District to look at different policies and things like that. So a wide range. But one thing I just wanna wanna mention is one of the nice things about volunteering is I think that sometimes we, we ask volunteers to do something that's within their skill set. So, you know, like for me on the pack, I was happy to take the minutes and be the secretary, but I didn't really want to be the treasurer because that was a little too close to what I did in my day job. I wanted to do something a little bit different. The same thing with the playground. Um, So I think that it is a really good opportunity for people when they volunteer to learn about areas outside of their area of expertise Mm. and and you don't necessarily want to you know come home after you know well for me a day at the office and then volunteering doing the exact same thing you just did for the previous eight hours right yeah it's a good point about you don't have to be like you can what am i trying to say when you volunteer you can try out some new things, some new skills. You can use that opportunity to learn something new. There's less pressure than when it's a paid job where you're already expected to be able to do the thing. You know, there's a little bit more forgiveness if you're not amazing at something because you're volunteering. (laughs) So definitely. Yeah. That's right. They can't fire you. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, well, yeah, they can, but (laughs) they're not paying you. So there's not that pressure of like, (laughs) I mean, it it is really interesting for me sort of being new to the nonprofit world. And I'm curious, I know for us, like we have a very small team and, and I suspect that it's probably like that across nonprofits. So that reliance on volunteers is almost a necessity. Given that we have to raise every dollar ourselves for, you know, what we do, if we had to pay all for, for, for all of the expertise and all of the support that we needed, those dollars would 
wouldn't right. go as far. Right. So I think that's kind of the nature of the nonprofit world is like the more you can have volunteers helping your mission, the the more funds can go directly to the programs that right. the that the families need rather than paying professionals to do the work. Right. Yeah, that yeah. totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess it really depends on the organization. I can only speak for the other charity that I worked for. And in that organization, our volunteers were similar in that we had a volunteer board. We had a volunteer finance committee. Um, we also had a volunteer program committee. And the other volunteers that we had our gallery volunteers. So uh, we had a, a gallery downtown. And so then we needed volunteers to staff that gallery. And that would have been a really big expense if we had to staff it ourselves. Um, and then, you know, I know that there are other, um, other organizations that rely on volunteers for things like, you know, transporting food, filling backpacks, like, I really think that if there is a desire to volunteer, there's really so many opportunities for so many different people. Mm -hmm. You know, I do have to say there really are unsung heroes. I mean, here we are we're recording this on Volunteer Appreciation Week, but really volunteers, you know what? They deserve an entire month, like forget the week. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> they deserve, yeah, no, it's very, very true. You know, it's it's always been how how do we thank our volunteers? And and I've come across that quite a few times. And it's it it's a tough one because it's hard to really express and to to give them back what they give to the organization. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's you know just the heartfelt thanks and and their knowledge of what they're able to move forward and and how they're able to help. Yeah, and you don't want to spend a lot of money on gifts for volunteers because that takes away from the funding of the programming. So a lot, most volunteers know that. And so, it, you know, you, you can't necessarily recognize them in the traditional way of like a gift card or, or whatever, because it right. just, but we can record a podcast to express our thanks. <laughs> yes, we can do that. And I'm really hoping that many of our volunteers are listening so that they 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 can they can get a sense of how much we appreciate all that they do mm -hmm. i wanted to uh put a shout out to some of the vision professionals who volunteer with us we have teachers of the visually impaired that help with programs um, that sit on our board uh, we have community partners who help out with programs like retreats um youth leadership weekends, accessible story time. And we're so appreciative of them as well. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so if somebody wants to volunteer, if you've been inspired, um, if you want to volunteer for Blind Beginnings, there is a form on our website. You just mm -hmm. fill that out and it'll come to us and we'll be in touch with you and, and start the ball rolling. That's blindbeginnings.ca. Yeah, that's great. I, I mean, I think as we move back into more in-person programming, we will have a greater need for volunteers. So yeah, if any of this sounds interesting, check it out.
Yeah. You want to work side by side with an amazing team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today, both of you. Um, I appreciate you as well. I know you're not volunteering, but definitely we would not be where we are without you. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on the podcast again, Sean. That's great. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast with somebody, leave us a rating, a review, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.